Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers beat the Miami Heat without LeBron James, without Trevor Ariza, without Taylor Horton Tucker, without Kendrick Nunn, and most importantly, without Austin Reeves. Let's go. The Lakers beat the Miami Heat in overtime, 120 to 117. They do so again, like I said earlier, without LeBron, without just, you know, their their freaking injury list is about as long as the grocery list that I'm in charge of uh, this week because Jen's out of town. And you know what? You take the wins as you can get them, especially against good teams. Yes, uh, Russ had some annoying possessions down the stretch, and yes, uh, the, the Lakers didn't exactly handle some late-game moments with the utmost care, sure, but you won. The Lakers won. And given the fact that they were playing against the Miami Heat team, that before that Denver blowout uh, that that uh, has been in the news lately, they have had one of the more uh, impressive starts to the season across the league. And the Lakers take care of business here against uh, that exact team without some of their absolute most important players. So, yeah, sure, there are bones to pick and and there are are scabs to kind of scratch out a little bit here. But at the end of the day, you take a dub. And honestly, like that's kind of where we should be, how we should be looking at Russell Westbrook's game in particular here. And we'll talk about Anthony Davis here in a second. But but Russ goes for 25, 14, and 12. 10 of 22 from the field, 3 of 7 from three-point range. Uh, did have the eight turnovers, which on that front, <laughs> we got a Anthony Davis had the perfect quote here. So this is from uh, Mark Medina, AD and Westbrook. Quote, we had a conversation about what he wants to see, what he wants to see from us, so we can help him cut down the turnovers. We talked about it, and it showed tonight. Then AD looks at the box score. I say that, and he got eight, but at least it wasn't. We well, had a triple double, not a quadruple double. <laughs> Shouts to AD uh, for for that quote and that a, a bit of analysis there. You can take my job, honestly, but but so for for Russ. Uh, I think it's like the perfect kind of amalgamation summary, basically, of of the Russell Westbrook experience to this point, right? Where there's your triple-double, there are your turnovers, had a huge run uh, late in the fourth, basically by himself offensively, and then uh, on the last possession of regulation takes a maddening pull-up three-pointer, uh, committed a couple dumb fouls, but then, you know, did what, what was necessary to win a game and finishes the game. I, I believe this is the, his best plus minus, uh, to this point this season finishes the game with a plus 10. Now, some of that has to do with the fact that like Rajon Rondo wasn't available and the Lakers had to run Malik Monk and Avery Bradley at a backup point guard essentially. But again, you take what you can you note the progress, and you make sure to try to replicate whatever you think went into that progress. So well done, Russ, on this one. Plenty of of, of, of growth still to watch, but given where the Lakers are right now and given how bad we would feel had they lost that game, I'll take it. 
Anthony Davis is another guy where it's very easy to look at the skill set, look at the talent level, and just kind of wonder what he would look like if he just focused on the kind of things that uh, win basketball games more consistently. Uh, but then you look at the the box score here, 24 points, 10 of 23 from the field for a big guy isn't great. Uh, 13 boards, four assists, a steal, a block. Um, and, and again, you look at somebody who, if you're just looking by his standards, fairly run-of-the-mill box score. But then you look at the stuff that he was doing defensively and how disruptive he is when uh, he really focuses on that end of the court. And flat out, the Lakers just don't win this game without him. They don't win their last game without him. And maybe, just maybe, he and Russ might be able to get uh, the Lakers through this stretch before they get LeBron back. And, you know, at the end of the day, again, just like we said with Russ, just like we said with this game in general, there are issues that I have with uh, 80s approach to offense sometimes. I think sometimes he falls too in love with a jumper that just isn't the jumper that he thinks it is. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, he did what was necessary to win. The Lakers win. And that's frankly all I care about tonight. Also have to give a shout out to Malik Monk, who good Lord, Malik Monk. Wow. What a game. So he goes for 27 points, six boards, three assists, um, only the three turnovers plus 12 on the night. Only Carmelo Anthony had a higher plus minus. And, and yeah, this was given the fact that the Lakers only had one true point guard on their roster and, and that true point guard being Russell Westbrook, he approaches the game. He's more of a shooting guard in a point guard's body. Uh, but Malik just did what again was necessary to fill in the void with Rondo out and with Kendrick Nunn and with Taylor Horton Tucker continuing to be out and, and came through in a big way. So, uh, those three guys, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Malik Monk, that was a, a really cool performance, a really fun game, and hopefully something that the team can build on moving forward. We do have a little bit of unfortunate news here before we get, uh, out, uh, get up out of here. So the Lakers kind of sort of updated the, well, Frank Vogel did. Frank Vogel updated the status of Tillon Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn. Uh, both of those guys are still going to be out for the foreseeable future. So we're still waiting on their, you know, return. LeBron James, according to, uh, I believe it was Brian Windhorst, said that he might not miss too much time moving forward. So we'll keep an eye on that. I think that's just basically their general approach to LeBron's uh, injury information. It's kind of maddening, but it is what it is. Uh, and then, you know, the, the rest of the guys on the peripheries of the roster are where they're at. So uh, the Lakers injuries have been basically comical to this point. Hopefully at some point soon that turns around. Uh, but it's great to see that the Lakers were able to win this game given the circumstances, given the opponent and and given what's at stake because of some of the games that they dropped earlier this season. So good job, guys. Again, the Lakers win 120-117 to 117 in overtime. 
That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. A couple things that I want you guys to pay attention to or, 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 or look out for moving forward. So we have the quotes on silverscreenroll.com. We have the I Love Basketball podcast with Sabrina and I, where we actually loved basketball tonight. So that was really fun. And then shouts to everybody who tuned in to the pressure cooker tonight. Got a ton of questions, ton of engagement there. Thank you guys a ton for for, for uh, tuning in the way that you did. That was really fun. The next Lakers nationally televised game is on Wednesday. They have a couple NBA TV games. And given the situation, I might hop on uh, there again just to watch those games with you because I just really enjoy watching basketball games with those who are interested in watching them with me. So that was the pressure cooker. Uh, it was on YouTube. It was on Twitter. It was on my Twitter. It was on Silver Screen and Roll's Facebook. Uh, basically, anywhere that you follow either me or Silver Screen and Roll, those links went out. That video went out. Uh, so I, I look forward to watching more of those games with you guys like that. So until tomorrow, until the next little bit of information comes out on this weird, exciting, just unrelentingly and interesting Lakers team comes out. I'm Anthony Irwin saying happy.